Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks for spending some of your precious time with me. I know you could be doing a lot of things. I know you could be listening to a lot of things. And I just want you to know that it means a lot to me that you are here spending a little bit of your time with me. So here's the scoop for today. I have, over the past few weeks, I've talked to a lot of you, whether over email or over Instagram, direct message, on the phone, in large part because we had opened and since closed registration for our fall 12 Weeks to Transformation. But in talking to so many of you, there were a few things that came through loud and clear that I just couldn't wait to dive into here on the podcast. So I want to kick off with kind of a pattern that I saw. When I was having these conversations, the pattern was very clear. Things like people saying, I'm afraid I won't follow through. That was huge. I heard that a million times. Or I'm the kind of person that I always start strong, but no matter what, I don't finish. I just kind of drift or I give up, not because I want to. It's almost like I'm not even paying attention. I don't recognize it until it's too late. Or people saying, I just can't stay consistent. I never have. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know how to fix it. But that's just me. Like I'm, I'm just not a follow-through kind of person. And if you can relate to any of those statements, to feeling any of those ways, then I think this episode is going to be full of tools for you. Now, here's the thing, though, when I mention tools. They're only powerful if you use them, right? If you've been around here for a while, you've probably heard me say this before. You can have a shed full of like all the tools in the world. You can have hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can have the very best tools there are, but they have no utility if you don't use them. And the same thing is true here. You might hear something in this episode or on any episode or read something in a book and you're like, oh, that's good. But it's just a shiny object if you don't do anything with it. It has no utility. So as you listen to this, if you hear something that you think you could use, that you could practice, that you could implement, that you could start to work on, I want you to write it down. And what helps me is two things, journaling about it, How can I use this today? What would it look like to use this today? And the other thing that really helps me is putting it in my calendar, right? So for example, if I know that I want to work on how I communicate with Chris when I'm frustrated, that's just a real real thing in my life, in my marriage, then what I'll do is I'll put a little note to myself in my calendar for say like 4.30 in the afternoon, 30 minutes before I go inside at five o'clock or, or whatever it is, uh, you know, right before we're about to go run errands together, I'll put it in my calendar so that, so that I see it, so that I remind myself. And those two things, journaling about it, what does it look like to practice this? Where could I implement this today? And then also putting it on my calendar. So keep that in mind 
as you listen to today's episode. So what we're talking about is those feelings like, I'm afraid I won't follow through. I'm so inconsistent. I'm an emotional eater. I start out strong, but by the end of the day, the wheels fall off, any of that. And this can be in regards to a practice of slowing down your thinking. It can be in regards to a practice of eating better. It can be in regards to saving money or uh, being more patient in your communication with your kids, anything at all. Every single thing that you do, that you say, that you choose, it starts with a belief about who you are. And sometimes that frustrates people because it's like, well, that explains a lot. I believe that I'm inconsistent. <laughs> I believe that I'm an emotional eater. I believe that I have trouble focusing. I believe that I'm, you know, uh, whatever it is. Everything you do starts with a belief about who you are. But the beautiful thing is we can change our beliefs. If you have a belief that you're not a morning person, then I'm not surprised that you keep hitting snooze. I'm not surprised that you haven't started working out in the morning before work yet. But you can change that. You can change that. And here's how I want to encourage you to do that as a practice, because I don't want it to remain in the realm of theory or philosophy. Instead of starting with an answer, I want you to start with a question. So all of these things that I shared... Like, I'm just not the person who follows through. I'm inconsistent. I can start today strong, but the wheels fall off by the end. All of those are answers. This is who I am. This is the answer to why I can't start something new, why I don't start something new, why I haven't been successful. This is the answer to that. Because I'm inconsistent. Because I start strong but don't finish strong. I want you to start with a question and not an answer. So the way this was going down in these phone calls and emails and Instagram direct message exchanges and text exchanges that I was having with so many of you is somebody would say, I'm just worried that I'm not going to follow through. Answer. That is the answer to why they don't want to sign up for a program. And I would say to them, let's start with a question instead of the answer. What would need to be in place so that you do follow through? What would you need to do today to practice being more consistent? What would you need to do differently to finish the day as strongly as you started it? I want you to begin starting with a question instead of an answer, right? The answer might be, I'm too tired or I'm not in the mood or I'm too stressed, but what about the question? Start with a question. What would really make me feel better right now? Not what would distract me or numb me or what is the past pattern I've chosen before, but rather, what would make me feel better right now? What would it take for me to go to bed feeling proud? If I'm frustrated with my consistency, what could I do to make it a little bit better today? If I feel totally overwhelmed, Where do I need to focus my attention right now? What is the best way for me to use my time and energy right now? Start with a question instead of starting with an answer. Start with a question. We have been conditioned to want to have the right answer. Just from our schooling, from that kind of traditional model of schooling, we want to have the right answer. We feel like having more questions than answers is is bad. That having more answers than questions is good, but really in real life, the real world, I think 
having questions is better. Having answers means that you're not necessarily open to new things. You're not trying new things. You're very fixed in the way things have been. You're closed off. You're not seeking or searching. You're kind of more settling, right? You don't have to wait for the answers. You don't have to like the answers. Just ask better questions. Ask better questions. So recently something that I've been trying to do in my work is have more time for writing. And I noticed this pattern of saying, I don't have enough time to write. Here goes another week where I haven't spent the time that I wanted to, that I hoped to in writing. I've tried things like, okay, team, this day and this day are just for writing. And then all of a sudden there's meetings on my calendar or urgent things that need to come up or Elizabeth, we need you to get this done. And yet another day goes by. Here we go again. I didn't prioritize writing today. A week went by and I didn't get done my writing goals. Ask questions instead of relying on answers. What would need to happen? What would need to change? What do I need to do to have more time to write? And I'm not looking for the right answer, the easy answer, the best answer. I'm just looking to explore the question. What are five crazy ideas that I can come up with to have more time writing? What are five ideals? Like in a perfect world, my schedule would look like this. Is there some piece of that that I can incorporate now? Are there more pieces of that that I could incorporate, say, over the next six months? What would need to change for me to get a little bit closer to that ideal? That's what happens when we start valuing questions more than answers, when we lead with questions instead of leading with answers. Because leading with answers often means leading with the past, leading with the problem, leading with the frustration. When we lead with questions, we're opening ourselves up to options. We're forcing ourselves to get creative. We're thinking outside of the box and we're being more attached to the solution than we are to the problem. When we lead with answers, this is the way it is, this is the way it's been, I'm so frustrated, we're more committed to the problem and our eyes are not on the solution. We're more focused on where we've been, but we're not giving our attention to where we are going. One of my personal mantras, and I shared this on a webinar a few weeks ago, is that I am not the controller, but I am the optimizer. But I am the optimizer. That means that, look, I don't control who calls me in the middle of the day when it's supposed to be a writing day or, or what kind of stuff comes up. Yesterday is a perfect example, so I'm recording this a couple of weeks before you guys will hear it, but I was all pumped to have an afternoon for writing. And Chris comes in the office door and he's got a huge smile on his face and I know something's up and he's got his phone in the air and it's playing a message from a woman at the farm store saying like, you guys are at the top of the wait list. We have goats available for you. Can you come get them today? Right? So in that situation, I'm not the controller of the circumstance that today is the day that we get goats, but I am the optimizer. I am the optimizer. I can take whatever happens and make it better. I can respond in a way that makes things work in my favor. I am not the controller of what happens and neither are you, but we all have the power to be the optimizer. And I think questions are a big way to shift from wanting to be the controller to being the optimizer. How can I make this better? Where can I go from here to kind of get what I want how, how can I shift 
my energy right now? How can I shift my focus right now? What would it take for me to feel a little less overwhelmed? What would I need to do differently to feel a little bit more focused? What would it require of the rest of the day for me to go to bed tonight feeling really proud? What is one choice I can make to move in the direction of my goals? How can I show up as someone different today? Right? I'm not the controller, but I am the optimizer, and you are too. We've just got to think about it differently. And sometimes people lead with the answer there. I don't know how. But remember, we're wanting to shift into asking more questions than giving more answers. So if you think, I don't know how, well, what's one idea I have? Who's someone I can ask who might know? Where could I go for a resource here? There's a really great quote by Robert Louis Stevenson that says, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. So when I hear people saying like, I just don't think I'll follow through. I always quit. I'm so inconsistent. That is essentially looking back and judging the harvest that you reaped from seeds you planted six months ago, six years ago, for the last 20 years, whatever it is. Instead, when you start saying, gosh, what would it look like to be more consistent today? How can I plant seeds of consistency today? Instead of saying, I never follow through, when you say, well, how could I become a person who follows through today? Who would I have to be to be the kind of person who follows through? And what can I do about that today? That is looking to plant seeds so that your results in a week are not the results that you got a week ago. So that where you are in a year is not where you were a year ago. We've got to start thinking about it differently. Instead of judging the day by the harvest that you reaped because of things you did yesterday and last week and last month and last year, start looking at what seeds do I want to plant? Where do I want to be in a month? Okay, what seeds would I need to plant today in order to get me there? What do I want for my finances in a year? What seeds can I plant today to get me there? Lead with questions. Lead with questions. What are the seeds that I want to plant today in my relationship? How can I show up differently in my marriage today? How can I show up with my children as the version of me that I really want to be today? What would that look like as a practice today? Where and how can I do that? Because what you focus on, you feel. So when you focus on everything that hasn't worked for you before, and all of your past patterns that you feel bad about, you are creating more of that energy, which means you'll create more of that result. You don't have to focus on that, though, where you've been and everything that's gone wrong. I tell my clients all the time, look, you maybe have been inconsistent for the last 30 or 40 years. That's okay. You're not limited by that. You can show up today as the most consistent person in the world, but you've got to know what that means. If I were as consistent as I want to be, what would that look like? And which of those elements am I willing to incorporate today? Dr. Joe Dispenza is a mindset expert, a change-making genius, and he breaks this down into three steps. 
He says, number one, become aware of when the program is running. And by the program, I mean like the old way of thinking. I'm so inconsistent. I'm an emotional eater. I never follow through. I'm overwhelmed. Become aware of when the program is running. I think journaling is a really powerful way to become more aware of your thoughts. What are you thinking? But I also think things like not multitasking helps with that. Working to have less drama in your own thoughts helps with that. Having reminders in your calendar helps with that. And then being part of a community where people are talking about these things, where other people are working on upgrading their thoughts is another powerful way to do that. So number one, become aware of when the program is running. Number two, stop the program. Understand that you are not the thought, you are the thinker. This thought is not happening to you you are perpetuating it. And you can go down that rabbit hole, oh my gosh, I'm so inconsistent. I really want to do this, but I never follow through. Or you can change it. And I think questions are a really powerful way to break into that pattern of thought and shift it. Well, how, if I wanted this to be different, then what can I do differently right now? If I want this pattern of behavior to change, then what change can I choose right now? It really is that simple. So step one, become aware of when the program is running. Step two, stop the program. Step three, start again. Start again. I'm fresh in this moment. I'm not limited by the way things have been. I'm not limited to my past patterns. I am free and fresh in this moment. You can't be the new version of you that you want to be if you keep showing up as the old version. You can't think as the new version of you if you keep thinking as the old version of you. And I want you to really embrace this notion of starting with questions instead of answers. The answers are, I feel stuck. The answers are, I feel overwhelmed. I'm so inconsistent. I'm an emotional eater. Start with questions instead what is it that I want? What can I do to create it? If I don't want the same outcome, what can I do differently? If I feel like I drift, well, what would it take for me to stay engaged? And we're not looking for the right answer here, all right? When we start leading with questions, the first thing we want to do is get the right answer. So let's use that last question as an example. If I feel like I'm kind of somebody that's prone to drifting, what could I do to stay engaged? And then we go to, I don't know, or nothing, or I need somebody who lives here with me and does X, Y, and Z, and no. It could be as simple as, you know what I would want somebody to check in with a few times a week. Instead of looking for the right answer, start just pursuing options. Like, instead of locking in on one answer, like, I don't even know, That's where people let themselves off the hook. That is a crutch. That is the opposite of being a creative, energetic problem solver, right? Ask yourself for any of these questions, what are the five craziest ideas? And I'll tell you, for me, this is exactly what happened when I started to look at what would it take for me to really focus on writing and have time to do that. And one of the answers was not do the 12 weeks to transformation anymore. But that was like immediately a no-go. It it sounded like a, quote, wrong answer because it's a super effective program. People love it. It sustains my team. I mean, financially, it's a big part of Primal Potential's revenue. It's what pays the, the salary and the insurance and all of that kind of stuff, people on the team of me. But then it, and then it starts to go, well, what else? How, if that was possible, how would it be possible? What would make that possible? How could we do it? Let's not dismiss an idea that 
could go somewhere. Let's not close the door on it because at first glance, it seems crazy or it seems impossible. Chances are there is a seed of something really powerful in that idea that you were just about to dismiss. So I always like to train myself by saying like, well, what are the craziest ideas? Because there's something in that that I can learn from, that I can grow from, that you can learn from, that you can grow from. If everything was possible, what would I want? What would that take? Is there a piece of that I could have now? What would need to change? Is there a piece of that that could happen now? This is the way we start to be creative, energetic problem solvers. This is the way that we start to think differently because remember, you can't be the new version of yourself if you keep showing up as the old version. And if the old version keeps saying, oh, well, that's not possible, or I don't know, I've got no idea, I can't change that. That is the old version of you that's going to get you the old results. I had a call with a potential client, this was a few weeks ago, And one of the things she said to me was, you know, I promised myself no more self-help stuff, no more programs. And I was like, that's fair. You you can make that decision. I said, I made myself a different promise. And that is I'll never stop investing in myself. Not ever. I will never stop putting my money where it has the greatest return, which is in me in making me a better thinker, in making me more productive, in making me more creative, in making me more kind, in making me more thoughtful and considerate and wise, right? If my marriage is in trouble, the first thing I'm going to do is invest in guidance, right? Invest in leadership. If I'm not happy with my physical strength, same thing. I am going to make an investment in somebody or something that can help me there. I'll never stop trying. And I, I want that for you. And the beautiful thing about questions We're going to do a whole episode on questions here soon because um, I read with the Master's Club uh, a book all about questions, so that might even be next week. But I want you to know the best thing about questions is that they're free and you can use them anywhere. And they take very, very little time, but they're only effective if, if you are on guard against the, I don't know, or there's no answer here. Yes, there is. You've got to begin to be creative. I want you to stop leading with answers. I want you to start leading with questions. I am not the controller, but I am the optimizer. There are a million things that happen every single day that I do not control, but I can optimize them. I can optimize what happens next. I can optimize my response, and so can you. And a simple question there is, what would it take to turn this around? How can I make this a little bit better? Is there a way for me to improve my response to this? What would it look like if I were to create an improvement here? What do I need in order to make this better? Stop leading with answers because those answers are informed by your past and that's not the direction you want to go. Instead, start leading with questions. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.